Uh, we have Chad Livingood on the line. Yep, we Boy, got him Monday on. morning, Chad Livingood always joins us. Chad from Cranes Detroit Business. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. You sound a little foggy this morning, Chad. You can <laughs> speak right into the telephone. What are you writing uh, about this? Well, you've been on vacation, so you've... you've... Well, I was on vacation, but, uh, yeah, I've got some, uh, got some stories here in Cranes this week that are worth noting. Um, Bill Shea has a, has a piece that looks at why... Detroit missed the bid for to host the Final Four, um, and the big reason seems to be um, our hotel space. Even though we've added some some boutique hotels downtown, yeah. like the the Aloft and the and the Foundation and, and David Whitney building, uh, um, uh, they, there's the Siren. The you got the Shinola Hotel coming on. Shinola's coming. You got a lot of hotels coming in at about a hundred, hundred and fifty rooms at a time. And we need we need 400 room hotels. Um, that's that's the big uh, the big rub here is that um, yeah we have like 5,000 hotel rooms. So we don't have enough 400 or more room hotels where a whole team for, for for in a final four and their fans can basically stay in one hotel. They and that like, that sort of is the next challenge as we try to become a convention city as we try to become a big event city. Uh, we need those big, uh, the big uh, Westons and Marriotts and Hyatts and Hiltons. Uh, we need more of those. We have a few. Uh, the casinos each have hotels that have 400 plus rooms uh, apiece. You have, uh, you know, some of the the established hotels at the Renaissance Center and and the Book Cadillac and uh, you know the. Um, uh, Ponch and the Doubletree, bigger hotels, but not quite in the enough of them to be yeah. the big draw we'd like to be. What are we doing about that? And are there any on the drive, drawing board, Chad Livingood? Well, there, you know, the Ponch is, uh, they, they, they've had a, a plan on the drawing board to build another tower right next door to it. Um, to, and obviously, Kobo would love to have that because that's one of the biggest problems that Kobo runs into. In getting big conventions to town is you know, just a lack of uh, um, a lack of uh, right next door hotel space, um, and that's that's uh, that would be really key if if that tower uh, were, were to come to fruition. It would also add another another piece to the to the skyline near the riverfront. That's probably going to be part of the discussion about Joe's Arena and. And uh, the larger, you know, what do we do with this uh, building and this site and this riverfront, and how do we, you know, utilize it that uh, it's it's good for for you know Detroiters and people who live here and work here every day, but also for bringing more people to town. Well, it's a difficult um, and, space. I mean, it's a beautiful location right on the river, but we have cut it off with the freeway and uh, yeah. a lot of parking garages. It's it's a difficult space. In turn, you'd have to figure out a way to integrate it into the rest of downtown Detroit because people don't want to come and 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 stay in a hotel that's cut off from the rest of the city. You want to be able to walk. You want to be able to experience the downtown. I'll be very uh, interested to see how they design that replacement structure. Yeah, and that's uh, that's another uh, project that's kind of up in the air. Uh, but that, as your Iron Paul 
the city um, gave the development rights to the to the site to uh, one of its creditors in the bankruptcy, a, a bond insurance company called Financial Guarantee Insurance Company. Um, that was one of these creditors who um, uh, uh, insured this toxic uh, loan that Tommy Kilpatrick took out on the pension funds, and so um, they're they're. they're Slowly, they've been they've been asking for an extension. They haven't made anywhere near as much progress. Talk about sort of post bankruptcy progress. This is one area that there has been little to no progress. They were supposed to have kind of a plan in place by next year, and they've asked a, a federal judge for an extension. And and the, and the city is, you know, not it doesn't seem to be a, a major priority right now. No one, no one basically pushing it. But again, Joel is going to sit there, and, and yeah, it is isolated. And and someone's going to have to really reimagine. And that really kind of actually adds to the larger discussion we've talked about this before. But we need to have a big discussion about Hard Plaza in this town and how, oh. how we're going to. We need uh, to do more than have a discussion. We need to do something about it. I mean, there it is, this big concrete slab right on the river that has not been integrated into the uh, rest of the downtown. It's hard to access across Jefferson. Uh, yep. you know, they, that could easily be taken care of either through a tunnel or a, you know, a walkway across. Uh, so you have uh, a beautiful riverfront park. And I remember when it first opened and what a, a major thing everybody thought it was. What an amazing thing. It, it was the place downtown where people gathered when they gathered downtown. There were riverfront yeah. festivals. There were other things going on there. And, uh, you know, it's sort of become the forgotten child in in downtown Detroit. The Ford Auditorium was torn down. You know, a lot of folks, including myself, and I know the zoo director, Ron Kagan, think that would be a great place for an aquarium that integrated the river and uh, served as a downtown tourist attraction. You go to places like, you know, even towns that aren't major towns. Chattanooga has a aquarium on its riverfront, and it's amazing. Yeah, there's some other players in town who think that uh, that an aquarium there may not be the right piece uh, on the four auditorium sites. Uh, Mayor Duggan has been really cool to the idea. Matt Cullen, head of the conser- of the Riverfront Conservancy, chairman of the board, um, and Dan Gilbert also have been kind of um, uh, you know standoffish to that idea. Partly is because that's that's such that's such prime real estate. I mean, they they pitched that as a site for Amazon that they could build a nice, uh, beautiful tower right there uh, to complement the skyline and, and integrate into Hard Plaza. And so, I think there's going to be a larger de- debate and discussion that still needs to, to. So you're right; uh, it's kind of time to take action. It seems and get something done there, and because it is especially hard, especially the Fort Auditorium. The parking lot is a big gaping hole in the middle of uh, of our riverfront. And if you think about it, you go over to Windsor, and boy, Windsor really um, they really did their riverfront right um, to begin with. And 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 we've got to kind of uh, figure out a way to match that um, on on you know both ends. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of progress in the east and west riverfronts, but we've got the center riverfront between Joe Lewis and, and Hart Plaza and um, the, Fort, the Fort Auditorium site that we've got we've to figure out. Yeah, and, and, and you, do, you do, though, need more tourist attractions in downtown Detroit, Chad, live and good. I mean, you, you need yep. 
things for people who come. You're going to lure them down to downtown. You need mainstream tourist activities, things families can do, uh, you know, things, uh, you know, yeah, it's all great to go around and look at, uh, you know, uh, ruined porn or, or some of the manufacturing plants. But, you you know, we need first-class tourist attractions to go along with all that. And we do have a few, you know, with the DIA and and uh, the museums and what have you. But right in the downtown area, we're a little sparse. Well, speaking of tourist attractions, uh, it, this morning uh, the uh, Detroit Auto Dealers made it official that the North American International Auto Show is going to move in 2020 to June from January. Uh, to take advantage of uh, good Detroit June summer temperatures and mm. you know, more of the event outdoors, uh, taking you know, this event, uh, you know, and from from the you know the depths of winter, <laughs> and uh, and putting it uh, on the roof of Cobo uh, and probably outside there, and and this seems like you know, this kind of adds to this conversation, but you know there, there couldn't be a better timing right now to try to get a big plan and big vision for Hart Plaza and, and, and that area. Uh, right now, if you're going to take your, your marquee uh, event for the town uh, and move it to, um, to the beginning of summer, that seems, like a, that seems like a good time to try to figure out how to integrate their, your long-term so vision of those when, sites. When will that be, 2020? 2020. So we're going to have one January, one more January, one more snowy auto show uh, this this coming January. Then we'll take a basically a uh, a 18 month break uh, from auto shows in Detroit and, and have and, and have a new new launch in June of, of 2020. And, and that's really not that far away. Uh, um, grand scheme of things. And so if we want to get going, it's probably time to get going on that hard plaza project. Yeah, I I. I tell you, I may be the lone voice here against this uh, <laughs> June auto show, primarily because I think there's a, too much competition. The wintertime, January, you've got the auto show and not much else going on in this city. As an indoor event, the cold didn't matter so much. You got 800,000 to a million visitors coming down there. Uh, I wonder if that'll hold true in June when people have vacation cottages calling for them, uh, trips calling. They're they're working around the house. They've got a million things, other things to do in the summertime. And I have, you know, I have a, a lot of worry about whether the auto show is going to be able to compete with everything else that's going on in Michigan in the summertime. In January, it has a captive audience. And I've heard the argument, well, you've got all these foreign automakers pulling out of the show. I've yet to hear anybody say with any confidence that they'll stay just because we move it in to June. I don't think the problem with the show from their perspective is that it's in January. Well, that will be one of the big tests is whether, uh, whether those German automakers uh, do, uh, do come back uh, or reapproach uh, Detroit. Um, and, and, you know, it, it does have a feeling that it's sort of driven by the locals and not necessarily um, maybe thought about uh, you know the bigger picture, but uh, we'll see. I mean, they, they, the, the idea is that maybe you could bind it up against the the Grand Prix at uh, um, at, at Belle Isle if that is to continue, which is not uh, totally a done deal, to say the least. And and um, and you try to basically make a festival of, of vehicles. 
and the and festival of cards. Um, well, in that um, case, move the dream cruise in there too. Let's just do everything in June because you know well, it's all car car related. Yeah, uh, no, well, that, that, come, you could possibly have multiple dream cruises. You can start to see that. Come January, we're going to be stabbing one another because we're so <laughs> stir crazy for not being able to get out and do anything. <laughs> I think we'll figure something to do, but uh, yeah, it's possible they're even looking at uh, 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 dropping the black tie requirement for the charity preview for the auto show. I mean, there's, uh, well, I'm really sure it's June. We'll all wear t-shirts and shorts. Who <laughs> wants to wear tucks in June? Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, there's there's a lot going on. Hey, one other thing, I got a column that I wrote uh, ahead of vacation last week um, about. Uh, Looking at uh, Attorney General Bill Schuette's uh, past statements and, and commentary about trade, um, he once wrote, I found this op-ed he wrote in the Boston Herald in 2000. He wrote in to basically defend his um, deceased um, stepfathers, uh, who was uh, Carl Gerstacker, the former chairman of Dow Chemical. Right. He wrote in to, to defend him against attacks from Pat Buchanan. And really scorched Pat Buchanan for 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 operating in a, uh, a or, or pushing a defeatist isolationism um, and uh, a fortress America approach to immigration and trade, which I really kind of was striking the commentary here because you know most people would would basically conclude that Donald Trump is is building fortress America um, on, on the trade and immigration fronts. In his policies, and I asked Judy about this. Of course, he's endorsed by President Trump, and um, and he doesn't uh, he doesn't see the parallels, or doesn't want to see the parallels. Um, that, um, yeah, but uh, Bill Schuette has been long in favor of global trade, and now he's really. I hope know, he stays you know, that way. He's now well. He's he's you know he's kind of you know more uh, up up rubbing up against the president right now, and and um, and being on his side that. Um, that these trade agreements need to be uh, re- need to be reexamined, uh, and uh, so you know it's it's kind of an interesting dynamic as he's yeah. you know lashed onto the Trump train. It's it's not uh, it's not exactly uh, squaring with with his past uh, his past views on the subject. And I was thinking about the Trump and trade this morning on the way in, in that um, what Trump is doing, I, and I don't understand why he's not become a Democratic hero over this or a Union hero. Over this, this is exactly what Democratic candidates and their union backers have been asking for for decades. And, yeah. you know, the Republicans are the ones who push back against it. Now you've got well, flip flop uh, and it has a lot more to do with politics than it does principle. Chad, live and good. Enjoy uh, what you have left of your vacation. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, Owen. Yeah. We'll be back after this break. 